Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Classroom Matters with me, your host, Christy Houle. I am sitting down today with Dr. Chris Gaines from the Melville School District, and he has been the superintendent there for quite a while. Um, Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. I always say when I have people actually in the studio, it's great because I can like interact and look at you and we can talk to each other. So um, I want to talk about this picture that I'm holding that obviously no one can see but us. (laughs) But I found this picture, and for all of our listeners, this is a picture of Dr. Gaines running through a couple of lines of students. They look like high schoolers and just high-fiving, and you look happy, and they look happy. And um, this was intriguing to me, and I got this from Call Newspapers, an online article that they had written about you, about the beginning of the school year and what a great job that you were doing. So it looks like you have some good relationships, and just the fact that you are present there really struck me. So how important is it? Talk to me a little bit about what was going on in this picture and how important it is for you to have those relationships with the kids. Well, that was the first day of school um, out in front of Melville High School and uh, kind of the student council, student leaders um, like to line up and greet kids. This this year was kind of crazy as well. Um, It's funny to watch kids get off the bus and they're like, what did I just walk into? Um, so it's just really exciting to kind of welcome everybody back. So we were just kind of hanging out and kids were walking in and kind of getting high fives. And so I just kind of joined in the line and kind of did the same and kind of joked around with the kids a little bit um, that morning. Mm-hmm. How long have you been at Melville? This is my fifth year. Okay. So pretty long, long running there as, a su- as superintendent contracts go. Yeah. Not, I mean, not, not too bad. I mean... You know, I think nationwide about six is the average, mm-hmm. and uh, two previous districts I did seven in both of those. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what were your where were your previous districts? I was in Crawford County R one in Bourbon, and then uh, Wright City R two. Mm-hmm. Now, how big is Melville? Um, we are right at ten thousand uh, kids K twelve, and then uh, around another four hundred or so mm-hmm. um, that we serve in preschool. Okay, and so I ask you that because that's a big district. That's a lot of kids, ten thousand kids. So how easy or difficult is it as the superintendent, because you have a lot going on, you have a lot on your plate, you have a lot of responsibility, to keep those relationships and to actually be involved with the students? Well, sometimes I joke that um, if I know a student, it's either because you did something really, really good or really, really bad. Um, But I do a lot of work with uh, Boy Scouts, so that keeps me connected to kind of a core group of kids um, that, you know, are from about sixth grade up to seniors. So, you know, I'm with those, that group of kids probably a lot more, and almost all of them attend our schools, um, both, well, about four of our schools those kids are in. So I'm pretty connected to that 30 or 40 um, kids that I kind of hang out with on the weekends sometimes. So sometimes they get way too much of me. Mm-hmm. Because Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, as teachers and administrators, unfortunately, because you are so busy, um, we don't always get to know you very well. Um, and especially kids sometimes, they kind of see the superintendent as like this figure, um, but they don't actually really get to have that one-on-one interaction. So is that just something where you have to schedule visits to schools to be involved with kids, or you just kind of drop by, or...? I do a little bit of a mix, mm-hmm. um, so you I, you can kind of get busy, and and sometimes if you don't watch out, you end up 
being in the office just taking care of stuff. So um, I'll schedule time to be in the buildings. I don't necessarily go, hey, I'm coming to this building at this time, unless mm -hmm. there's an invitation. Um, so we've got some things. I've got some stuff later this week that we're going to visit kids on specific projects mm -hmm. that they've invited invited uh, me to. Um, but mostly, I just randomly show up and walk walk buildings mm -hmm. and kind of see what's going on. And there are a few classrooms around the district. I'll kind of pop my head in a little bit more than than some others and hang out and kind of talk to teachers and kids and kind of mm -hmm. see what's. Um, kind of going on, but really trying not to be disruptive to what's going on in the classroom mm -hmm. as well. But then um, I like to hang out in uh, some of the classes where kids are really doing some fun stuff mm -hmm. um, and see what they're doing. You know, it's always good to go over to the facts class and see what they're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> You just happen to pop in on a day that they're making something really yummy? Well, you just never like know. Like a taste test? Yeah, the last time I was over and stopped in one of the classrooms, they're getting ready, um, prepping for a grilled cheese competition mm -hmm. coming up. So I didn't go judge, but, <laughs> you know. You'll have to let me know when they do that each year. So oh, I it's already done. Come out. It's, it's Maybe I'll hit done. it next year because I'm all, I'm all down for a good grilled cheese sandwich. But, you know, is that, that's got to be one of the challenges of being a superintendent because I know as an administrator, you know, I went into education because I loved being around kids. I loved the interaction with students and having those relationships with them. And that's something that you sort of have to give up when you sort of climb the ladder because you're so inundated with other tasks. You're not really having those interactions with kids. And so did you always want to be a superintendent? Like, what was your journey like? Did you just wake up one day when you were five and said, I'm going to be a superintendent one day? Uh, no, not, <laughs> a, um, not at all. Um, but where, when I was a kid, a teenager, um, my, uh, our scoutmaster was our superintendent. So um, I was pretty close to him because um, we went and did stuff all the time. And... Uh, one day at school, um, I was wearing a uh, tie and a jacket for something that was going on outside of school. There were a bunch of us that were dressed up, probably for something for church or, or something. And uh, his office was in the high school gym. And so I was in the gym kind of at the end of the day. And uh, he came in and he's like, why are you all dressed up today? And I just kind of joke, because I'm going to have your job. Mm -hmm. And so he and I still kind of joke about that. He remembers that. And uh, so it was something I kind of joked about mm -hmm. one time when I was a kid, but it was never really on my radar. And then you went through high school and just sort of wanted to go into education? Um, not really. I was going to go a completely different um, route. And then... Um, Kind of probably one of those kids who kind of messed up and started, um, thought I wanted to go on X path where my strengths were really in Y path, you know. Um, I, I thought I wanted to do all this um, kind of political oddball stuff and my strengths were really math and science. Mm -hmm. So ended up coming, finally coming back to where my strengths were and then um, through my work with uh, Boy Scouts and um, working at summer camp and um, teaching kids, you know, just decided to be a math teacher. So I taught math and 
coached girls basketball and drove a bus full time. Oh, wow. Did all the things you, you do. You haven't lived until you've driven a bus oh, full time. No, no, you just do just do all those things that people have to do in a really small district. So, yeah. Um, then was a high school principal and, and a superintendent for mm -hmm. a while now. So you're also involved in a superintendent's association. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so I was really fortunate um, about about 10 years ago, um, kind of got elected, kind of got appointed to our um, National Superintendents Association, which is AASA. Um, got elected to the governing board representing Missouri. There are four of us, um, really kind of a good time um, with, with those folks. Um, it was a tough time for the organization because it was right during the economic downturn. Mm -hmm. uh, we cut oh, 30% of our staff at the association to kind of deal with that. We had some financial um, challenges. So it's been really nice over the last 10 years to serve on the governing board and then to be elected by our region onto the executive committee and then um, being elected president of the association and really get to watch the growth of the association mm -hmm. and the programs and services that we offer for superintendents and school leaders. Um, across the country. So it's been just an uh, amazing experience and I'm almost done. <laughs> almost done? <laughs> almost done, yeah. This is my last, I'm the past president this year, mm -hmm. so our last meeting will be in May and mm -hmm. I'll be a definite has-been after that. Yeah. You've got to do some really cool stuff though with this group, right? So you went to Puerto Rico. I did. So what happened there? Um, so for a long, many years now, uh, Life Touch, mm -hmm. who does school photography, they do church photography, a big photography company, um, they have done what they call a memory mission. And so they have um, built schools in Kosovo. That was their first project. Um, they built schools in the Dominican. They've done some work in the U.S. Um, but. They pulled together um, kind of a team of people, uh, superintendents, school board members, uh, principals at all levels, um, national PTA folks, mm -hmm. and um, they've gone, they've, they've built schools, and our mission uh, was to go to um, Puerto Rico, just about a half hour outside San Juan, and uh, do some work on a school that had been pretty ravaged by Hurricane Maria. Mm -hmm. So good experience. Oh, it was just, it was amazing. It was mm -hmm. a great group of people uh, to be with, but the school had lost about 30 to 40 percent of its population mm -hmm. um, from the hurricane, um, but the devastation was just unbelievable. I, w I didn't go with, the, with a crew that went uh, to kind of some of the more ravaged parts. Mm -hmm. um, a film crew went um, but the videos that they brought back and the stories that they told. and It was really interesting because one of the guys that was with us, um, and Life Touch, um, it's a random drawing mm -hmm. of their employees of who gets to go. And they drew this guy who works out of California, but his dad was from the town we went. Oh, to wow. work in. Mm -hmm. And his uncle still lived there, mm -hmm. so he got to see his uncle that he hadn't seen in 20 years. And, it's just and a, it was just a random just thing. totally random. Um, so that was just a, a great experience mm -hmm. and it kind of was pretty uplifting for um, everyone. The folks there were incredibly appreciative. Mm -hmm. um, and as part of the work that we did, we did some home visits mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we visited 
um, a family that were, they were without power for about six months. Mm -hmm. And so they would go to the local Costco, Home Depot, Lowe's, um, I don't remember which it was, and they would stand in line to try to get a generator. And then once they finally got a generator, then every day the mom would stand in line for eight, 12 hours to get wow. fuel to run it. Mm -hmm. And then it was a little while longer before they have water. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they talked about how it just really brought the community together. And you know, the people that stayed are a lot um, closer knit mm -hmm. than they were before. And so having that kind of experience, did you just come back with a new appreciation of what, what we have here and what you have? Or were you kind of more like, man, I learned more from them like they taught me more lessons than I could ever teach them. Well, I think it's a, a little bit of a, a mix. Yeah. I mean, you know, whenever you're, I think, in a different country and you get to see how schools mm -hmm. operate. So you're just curious about, yeah. okay, how do you do school, right? And what does that look like? And the amount of schools, the number of schools that were closed in Puerto I mean, there was, our hotel was right next to a high school that was no longer mm -hmm. in use at all. Um, so just this vacant building there. But to see kind of how school happens and the community involvement in the school mm -hmm. and, um, you know, to get to watch, um, sit in on classes and kind of see how that, and, and then um, we were working, most of our work was outside because um, kind of it was kind of an open campus style. Mm -hmm. So whenever the kids had recess or whatever, I mean, people were out playing with the kids yeah. and you know so that playing soccer or basketball or volleyball whatever mm -hmm. the kids were playing we'd stop working and go go play mm -hmm. um, so it was just an amazing experience you, you kind of learn what you can live with and right. what you can live without um, and the challenges that um, they've faced mm -hmm. um, is pretty amazing mm -hmm. and it makes you want to come home and when your kid complains about not having this or that, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I was just here and these kids. <laughs> uh, no, it, I mean, it really, it, it really does. Um, but it also, you kind of want to try to figure out, okay, how can our kids do, go provide some sort of service right. in, in something right. like that. And to be able to sort of experience that for yes. themselves because our kids, and I don't know about your kids, but I can speak for mine, they sort of live in a little bubble, right, of all these comforts and luxuries even you know things I didn't have as a kid and so to just be able to, to have them experience other ways of life and like you said you really can truly do without oh, yeah. you can. so many things that we yeah. you know when the power goes out for like 30 minutes at my house is a traumatic event if my kids are on you know the internet so are you gonna go back you have plans to continue that kind of work or um, it's the way they do it is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime mm -hmm. uh, thing. I have looked at how maybe we could put together a, a group of students and adults mm -hmm. to maybe do something uh, similar um, because actually LifeTouch uses a company to help organize um, everything and, and they do service projects kind of all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, but we're, we've been doing some survey work uh, with our parents, our students, and our teachers kind of trying to find out what they believe the future of education might hold and what are the things that really are of considerable value over a person's lifetime. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So we're seeing a lot of stuff around um, experiential education and mm -hmm. stuff. So we're trying to expand some of that. Um, so we're offering a new opportunity uh, for some of our middle school kids um, next summer to go to Teton Science Camp, mm -hmm. and uh, we're we're booked up already. Yeah. With that, and we've done we're doing some other things too. So trying to mm -hmm. expand um, some of those, um, you know, people you can't do everything. Right. So let's try to do a couple of things really, mm -hmm. really well. Mm -hmm. But let's definitely provide kids with as many opportunities as, are, mm -hmm. as we can for them. Yeah. Do you think that those kind of experiences would help some of the discipline? Because it's no secret that we're seeing a lot more discipline issues in school districts across the nation, a little bit more violence. Um, family dynamic is changing with social media running rampant in the schools with kids. Do you think that experiences like that might help to lessen or soften some of that in the schools if, if kids that are more prone to that had those kind of experiences? Well, I think we've got larger, um, probably mental health and, mm -hmm. and family issues kind of uh, across the country. And social media, I think, just allows things to, to go further than they would have mm -hmm. in, the, in the past. And, right. um, there's maybe a little bit too much anonymity um, kind of with that. But I, I think at, at the end of the day, whether it's going on a trip like that, that or it's all about engaging kids, mm -hmm. finding what they're interested in, being able to leverage their strengths so that they can move forward and grow as, you know, as humans, mm -hmm. if you will. Is that some advice that you might give some, some teachers, some newer teachers? Because I know that as a superintendent, um, getting and keeping great teachers is one of your biggest, most important jobs, right? Um, but we're losing a lot of good teachers. Um, you know, we're, I, I've seen multiple, you know, folks that I know leaving the profession. It's more than what they signed on for. And I think teachers are kind of going through a, a place right now where it's, it's, a, it's hard work and it's things that maybe they didn't expect to be dealing with when they get into the position. So what are some things that you can, can tell teachers about just sort of getting into education if they're thinking about it or staying if they're really struggling right now? So I think across the country, there's definitely a teacher yeah, shortage. Absolutely. I mean, it, and it's worse in some states mm -hmm. than others. E even if we look within Missouri, some areas in Missouri are really struggling to find teachers where others don't have any trouble at all. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really varied. What we are though seeing is, and I, I saw some numbers last week that enrollment in at least uh, MU's College of Education has gone up. Mm -hmm. But what we were seeing with, even though we were seeing a decline in the number of teachers going into colleges of education, the actual number of completers, yeah. that percentage was was going up. Um, mm -hmm. So there's some there's some good news there mm -hmm. um, in that regard, at least maybe in in Missouri. But you're right, the I don't think people have always understood, mm -hmm. you know, the demands that we place on teachers. And if we look at today, those demands are ever growing. Yeah. And those demands get placed on us by the federal government, by state government, um, by parents expecting um, us, sadly, to play more and more the role of the parent. Mm -hmm. More and more things are getting pushed off onto the schools. And the reality is that, you know, if we look at 
the amount of time that we go, that we're in school for over the course of a year, mm -hmm. there's about over 85% of that time is spent outside of school. And so while our folks are doing the absolute best they can while we have kids for that 12 to 15% of the year, the other 85% of the year, the hours in the year do matter yeah. and what happens in a kid's life outside of the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about folks wanting to possibly go into a superintendency? What kind of advice would you give those administrators that say, you know, I want to be like Dr. Chris Gaines. I want to be a superintendent. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, one, find a barber that's cheap because you're going to lose <laughs> your hair like me, you know. Uh, I used to have hair when I started out as a superintendent. Uh, but it is a great job. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is absolutely, um, it's a, it can be fun um, at times. It can be incredibly daunting mm -hmm. at times. Um, I tell new superintendents, um, usually I visit with them, as, at least the Missouri folks, um, usually kind of near the start of the school year. And, um, you know, it, it's great. You're going to have really, really good days. You're going to have really, really bad days. And I say you never have X until you have X. You know, I, I say I never had a student threaten the president until I did and the Secret Service came. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just some things that really? you're, you're not, yeah, really, yeah, <laughs> you're just not going to experience until they happen, wow. yeah. you know, right. and, and so you really got to have a good network of people that you can call mm -hmm. on and, you know, hey, has anybody ever experienced this? And, you know, um, kind of have that good, good, really, really good network, but um, it, it really is a, a great job and and uh, you really have the ability to influence um, a lot and mm -hmm. there are some really really talented superintendents who've been on the job um, not only in Missouri um, but across the country for a long time and there are some super talented brand spanking new superintendents that are doing really really good work yeah well you're doing exceptional work and I thank you as a as a educator um, you know, it's really all about just raising happy, healthy, successful human beings, get them prepared for their next stage of life. And it is hard sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I truly applaud the work that you're doing in the Melville School District and appreciate you coming on the show today. So we'll have to have you back um, in the next couple of years to see what, that what this school year has held for you. So thanks so much. You're welcome. Good to be here.